Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week we're talking about Miller's Crossing. You had a look in your face, and I was like, did I watch the right film? <laughs> Who is Miller, anyway? Who is the Miller? The and, Miller. and what is his crossing? His crossing. Well, that question is not addressed or answered in this film. Um, yeah, so Miller's Crossing um, was released in September 1990, um, and was written by Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen technically well officially mm-hmm. credited as directed by joel cohen but that's because in the older cohen brothers stuff they always split the credits so they always credited joel cohen as director ethan cohen as producer yeah but in fact they always work together on all that <clears throat> and in the last like 10 years or so all their more recent movies they just credit them both for, mm. for everything so um but Back in the back in the old days, it used to always just be listed as direct, Joel Cohen as director, and Ethan Cohen as producer. Um, so yeah, obviously for those who are not aware, that makes this a Cohen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the ongoing uh, quest for the Cohen Brothers to do every genre that there is, um, this is their sort of um, well, mostly fairly traditional kind of a gangster mm-hmm. type movie one of their earlier films too. it is yes yeah 1990 so they, they'd only had a couple before this um so but, uh, given it's a uh, beginning of a lot of uh um like uh it's the first time a lot of cohen regulars appear mm-hmm. in in one of their movies was, so. like given like they weren't uh i mean they weren't where they are now mm-hmm. like consider it like the cast they like got for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to be fair, some of these people. This was also early in their careers too. Yeah. Uh, but still, quite the amazing cast in this in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's where a lot of everybody is somebody you know. Yeah. And it's where like a lot of the sort of Cohen regulars start mm-hmm. appearing mm-hmm. in their films, like you know Steve Buscemi, yeah. uh, John Polito. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, oh, John Polito's so good in this. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> he just died recently, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, too bad. John Turturro. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are in a lot of Coen Brothers films, and they all are in this one for the first Mike time. Mike Starr. Yeah, Mike Starr. He's he's only in, like, one other Coen Oh, really? Film, but he, he, he's in a lot he, of films like Coen Brothers films. Well, he, and he's in a lot of gangster stuff. That's true, yeah. A lot of gangster movies. Period, he, he, he has a lot that, of that look, period, he's the yeah. massive wall of a man, mm. and... You know, he's always where you, the go-to for that type of yeah. that type of character. Um, Frances McDormand, of course, uh, yeah. just has a very small role in this, mm-hmm. but um, she's been in a lot of Coen Brothers movies, um, and uh, yeah. But you know, and then you have like other people like um, Gabriel Byrne, Gabriel obviously. Byrne, yeah. You know, so it's who's pretty much the even main, though the main it's, character. it's one of those I was like, man, Gabriel Byrne looks so young in this, yeah. and it's like. 
It's like it's because it's. I mean, he'd been in lots of stuff before, and you know, and, yeah. and stuff. But uh, it was like, oh, he wasn't that young. He just looked young. Like in the nineties, Gabriel Byrne looked a lot younger than than. Uh, yeah, I think it was like the mid sort of mid nineties is where he was starting to look kind like, of like a- age into well, like like a, bit. a little more. Yeah, like like, like his own age. Actually, what you expected someone? Of yeah, like like a yeah, like like definitely at this point, he looked he looked mm-hmm. like excessively young. Yeah, which yeah. is amazing because if you go back to something like you know, because he would have been. 40 when this film was made really he's 66 now so he well, was he did it, not look no it. he did not look because i was at first i was yeah. like because because i was, was like is this film i was like I, I wanted to say is this film 1990 or 1980 no yeah. there's no way this film can be 1980 but he yeah. looks like it's 1980 well yeah because if you look at um like excalibur <laughs> yeah he was in that and that's like almost 10 years earlier and he looks yeah yeah, yeah. so so, you been, know. so evidently between 30 and 40 he didn't age at all <laughs> no, he, i mean again maybe it's a thing of just that that he looks so much younger than what we're sort of used to in later years, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. But he definitely looks very young mm-hmm. in this. Like, I even remarked upon that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone kind of does, because yeah. obviously it's 1990. Everyone's, yeah. that, you know, that early, 25 plus yeah. years younger. Early, uh... John Turturro John Turturro, much younger. super young, yeah. Uh, you know. That early, early, uh, early career Steve Buscemi, yeah. where he's like... Like it's super gaunt face, giant eyeballs. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, I think the only person that isn't young in this is Albert Finney. Yeah, I mean, like, it's he, like this is like middle well, middle of the middle sure, career for Albert. Absolutely, Finney. but even then, mm. uh, you know, it's it's a lot younger than what we're used to from from yeah. later years. But I mean, even uh, what year is Big Fish? Is that that's early two thousands? Uh, or is that that's, it's early or late nineties? Late nineties, you know, it might be but, very late nineties. Because that's not. I mean, that's only like probably about a ten years, give or take ten yeah. years from this, and. He looks so much more. I mean, maybe that was del- like it's obviously a little bit deliberate. Yeah, but yeah. He looks so much more like a grandpa in that. Yeah. Even well, though it's I only think ten in, years in later, that, than he was playing yeah. older. I yeah, think, yeah. and also um, they were trying to represent somebody that's kind of getting towards the end of their life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Versus, he was a little yeah. more kind of. He was a little mm. more ragged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Versus the 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 lean mean. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Boss. Well, an interesting thing about the aging wise is um, Albert Finney did the um, the nineteen seventy. Uh, Scrooge movie, right? Which yeah. is uh, like a, a adaptation of Christmas Carol, uh, which is a musical, and uh, it's one of the few times, if ever, that uh, like normally in most versions of a Christmas Carol that have ever really been done, they always cast an older actor as Scrooge, like yeah. somebody who's at least in their like fifties or sit or, you know, sometimes even like oh, 60s. It's generally someone who's like worried about their mortality and then, because of their And then age. they cast yeah. like a young actor to play the young Scrooge in the young, in the, in the, in the, in the oh. sort of the flashback part, the, yeah, the yeah. past, you know, Christmas past parts. Um, <clears throat> what's interesting is in that, uh, 1970 version of Scrooge, um, they actually cast a young man at the time, Albert Finney, um, to play Scrooge, and they aged him up for like the present day Scrooge. Ah. So then, when they went back to the past, he actually plays the young Scrooge as his normal self without the old yeah. age makeup. So they kind of did the opposite sort of thing, and uh, which I, I thought was kind of interesting. That's yeah, like, that's, that's not usually the way that's they do a that. Really yeah. weird movie too. Yeah, you... so. It's probably one of the weirdest <laughs> versions of, of a Christmas, <laughs> of, of a Christmas or, or Scrooge. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so it's interesting that you know now, of course, he's he is an old man, and, mm. and uh, you know it, it's interesting. Uh, and uh, at, at this point, in you know, this is in the early nineties, and yeah. yeah, he's you know fully middle aged, yeah. I guess you'd say. 
Um, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, I guess, uh, for those who haven't seen Miller's Crossing, basic premise of the film is a uh, uh, gangster film takes place... They don't specify the only There's thing. No... That, the only thing that they that is known for sure is it's during prohibition. Prohibition, yeah. Um, so apparently, generally know that in the script, decade. apparently it says nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, but that's never there, said there is, straight out. There the was almost nowhere you can like if you look up this yeah. on like like Wikipedia or anything like that. It does not say when it is set no, in it, any it, of that, which is very in interesting. The, in the I, in the trivia on IMDb, apparently it says that <coughs> in the script it says like oh. nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, but that's not yeah. established for sure like yeah. in the actual on screen yeah um but it's before it's during prohibition so prohibition ended 33 mm-hmm. um so it's sometime either in the very early 30s or in the 20s so yeah you know, so i think anywhere sort of in the late in that, late, late yeah. 20s early 30s i guess yeah that would yeah fits right in that yeah prohibition era yeah, yeah. so it's about basically two mob bosses who um are, no i guess they're sort of yeah and kind of they have like a well, one's a mob boss. One's kind of a just a like a big time gangster. They, yeah, they are both um, bosses. Like um, the John, John Polito's character, character, he's he's like the boss of the like the Italians. Italians, yeah. And then and then um, Albert Finney, Albert Finney's character, Leo, Leo is the is the um, the Irish, the Irish yeah. uh, boss. But he's like the main boss in control of the city. City, yeah. Like he's like the top dog. Yeah. And then like everyone else kind of yeah. has to. And like, they, so they they go they have a disagreement. About a guy who is uh, basically cheating, uh, yeah, John Turturro, or not John Turturro, uh, John Polito's character. Yeah, yeah John Turturro's character is he's a bookie. He's a bookie who's been cheating John Polito out yeah. of, um, like uh, on his, the fight uh, on his, fixed his, fights, his, basically. his winnings on fixed fights, yeah, uh, boxing um, matches by yeah. by like basically leaking the word that the fight yeah. is fixed. Yeah, and so he goes to Leo and. He tells him he's gonna whack him. Yeah. Leo thinks he's asking permission, but he's like, "No, I'm, I'm, he's, I'm gonna do it." And then, like, a series of like small events all yeah, happen. Heavily, and add up. heavily inspired by the opening scene of Godfather. Godfather, yeah. Um, and then a bunch of small, um, unrelated events happen between involving all the characters in the film that inadvertently leads the two groups to go war against each other, even though they like. Never like each one of them thinks the other side is responsible yeah. for something that they there's, aren't. There's just through of... this very Cohen Brothers like yeah. series of it's very of odd events, not odd events, but series yeah. of you know, of unrelated events. It's yeah. a very convoluted uh, plot as mm-hmm. as they often are. Um, and uh, they actually had so much trouble um, finishing with the writing because of you know just how difficult it was to like get it all fitting together and stuff Mm -hmm. that they actually um got like writer's block halfway through oh geez um and they couldn't finish it um and then they ended up writing um barton fink in like three weeks (laughs) while they were taking a break from this oh wow Um, that's why the the building um there's like the i think it's where the building where um tom's apartment is uh, oh okay yeah character is called like barton arms is the name of the building. I saw that and I thought that was just like an And that's a reference to because when they made this they had already written Barton, Barton Fink, Fink which became their next film. Yeah. Um because uh Oh, they, see I didn't realize yeah Barton t- Fink comes out after yeah. came up after this not before yeah, this. They right? took a, yeah, they took cuz they took a break on writing this like halfway through because they huh. just couldn't couldn't get it together. Yeah. Um so then they kind of cleansed their palate and wrote Barton Fink like really fast cuz they got like some heavy duty inspiration. Um and then they came back and mm-hmm. finished this and then shot this. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's a little, they're, a little, they're referencing future 
not yeah. only referencing their own films, but referencing future of their own, yeah. their own films that haven't even been made yet. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of gangster movie references and things oh, like right. that. Like for example, the opening scene being very similar to the opening scene of Godfather, which was deliberate. Um, uh, Tom Reagan is the Gabriel Burns character, which he's is basically extreme, the main character, extremely yeah. similar to Tom Hagen from Godfather. Godfather yeah. um, they do an excellent job of like every scene in this film basically hits a gangster movie trope. Yeah, like, but it does it so. Oh, but well. it does it so well and, like, and so originally seamlessly. Like, like you're well into the film yeah. before you realize, like, oh, it's like a like we're getting like kind of like a. I was say like a little bit of like a like a best of yeah, kind of you know, and, and that's just, by design. Do you you, you want a fantastic mm. like like uh like speakeasy getting raid scene? Yeah. Boom, we've got well, that. Well, do you plot, want a you know execution is, scene? We got that. Yeah. A car chase scene? We got that. The you plot know? is heavily um, influenced by um, Dashville Hammett um, by um, the Glass Key mainly, and and also a little bit by Red Harvest, oh, okay. um, which were also the ones that. Um, that influenced like um, Yojimbo and and that's right, yeah. Um, Fistful of Dollars, Fistful right? Of so it's that right. whole thing of like Tom is the the one who's in between playing the the two sides, sides off yeah. of each other yeah. and and kind of manipulating everything mm-hmm. for his own gain. Um, but of course, it has the great twist at the end, where at the end he's just like he doesn't even want any part of it. He's, no, no, he no, just no, walks no. away yeah, from yeah. All, all of it. He's just like yeah. it all gets resolved. Yeah, because well, he's got he's, he's got like, that like no. he's like Leo's kind of like his right hand man, but like they're clearly like. He's more like they're more friends yeah. than than just like he works yeah. for them. He doesn't really seem to have like a really designated like yeah. like title or job. He just mm-hmm. kind of is yeah. Leo's kind of closest yeah. advisor. Kind of. It's also an interesting film because like there's no like, feels very free to talk to him. Oh, exactly. You know, to be real and like yeah. not kind of yeah. like yeah. He, to him the he doesn't treat him like like oh he's the boss so I got to yeah, do yeah. everything he says. He's like he he's very straight up yeah, when yeah, telling yeah. Leo oh, yeah. when he thinks that he's wrong. Wrong. Or, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And it's and Leo. I mean, respects that. Right, yeah, respects that. He knows and, and that. takes it much in the way of like like a fr- like a, like a friend yeah. does. Like yeah. and, and when it's something even like that like he knows is true he doesn't want to hear he's like yeah. it's that very like like uh like why you gotta say that yeah, ah, yeah you're great. like i know what you mean but damn it <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really which interesting is interesting di- because um it's an interesting dynamic uh the um casper uh yeah, which is the john polito's john polito's character is the, the other side of that yeah. he's very like demands respect yeah. and you know, from from the you know, yeah, it's very, uh, more sort of traditional. And, you know, he's got his like his number one guy, the Dane. There is uh, also another guy that is in all these kind of films. Yeah. Um, I forget the actor's name, but uh, another like big, tall. Yeah. You know, pl- plays it like was, the muscle. It was supposed to be um, Peter Stormare. Oh, geez, yeah, that would have been. Uh, he's, he is he that gonna, kind of character. He was going to be the uh, the J. E. Freeman, yeah, J. Freeman, yeah. He was, and uh, he was going to be Peter Stormare, and he was going to be um, the Swede rather than, oh, the, rather than the Dane. Dane. Um, but he was busy on um, stage. He was doing like a Shakespeare on mm. stage, and at the time, and uh, so they weren't able to uh, get him. But. Um, so but yeah but then that's like it definitely like he's definitely like just like like his like like number one henchman yeah. kind of you know yeah his, his command muscle. killer yeah. kind of thing like yeah. that's the thing is like uh something that they're very particular about is like tom is like not a killer at no, all like no, he's no. very much not he's you know he he actually almost feels like like he's involved in all of this because he's leo's friend yeah but he's like 
He doesn't feel like any of the other mobsters. He's almost yeah. just like a, and like he's like, I'm here because I'm his friend, but I'm not it's, involved in any of this it's, stuff. It's really interesting, actually, because it almost sort of feels like he he like doesn't really know, which I think is kind of what the movie's about, and the whole thing of in the end. I mean, you know, hopefully, yeah, yeah. No, no, no spoiler, but but in the end, how the way that like he just kind of walks away and is just yeah, like, yeah. I don't want any part of this. Yeah. Um, I think it's sort of interesting because it's a lot of the movie seems to be even though he's like the one that's manipulating things and playing everyone off of each other yeah. and being very kind of devious in many ways, it almost kind of feels like he's sort of that he's not happy being in that world. No. And that no, no. he's kind of trying to f- sort of almost kind of find himself. He's almost trying to find like, like a way to sort of, uh, you know, not it's, just, not just a way to get out. It's like, he's, yeah, yeah. But a way to like, just kind of, figure out what he wants to do and, mm-hmm. and what who he wants to be it, it is it is like he's is like looking for an excuse and he can't find one so yeah. he sort of like manufactures an excuse kind of, yeah. when like he really doesn't need it like yeah. he could just walk away and, it, and, and it, like no one would because he's not like directly yeah. the mobster a mobster like yeah. and no one not like leo wouldn't even fault him for it like everybody would be fine with it you know to, yeah. to one degree well, or another to, maybe you know? maybe you know? but i mean i can see where the perception might be that yeah. you know yeah. it might be people might want to want to know um, you know what you're uh, his to. involvement with um uh the lead female yep. uh actress uh female actress oh uh, Marcia Gay Harden yeah Marcia Gay Harden who's yeah. uh, plays Verna I think Verna her, yeah. I think her character's yeah. called yeah yeah. Uh, his involvement with her and yeah. how she's like Leo's gal but like yeah. seeing him on the side so- seeing uh, Gabriel yeah, yeah. Byrne on the side and, so- and um, the, the, the bookie the John Turturro oh, character is, is her yeah. brother yeah, that's right yeah, yeah. so yeah. the reason why it's, it's all it's yeah. all combined in with the fact of like she's trying to get she's trying to sort of um Make sure that Leo continues to well, like, protect her protect brother. Protect her brother. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. that's, yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it, what's interesting is that, you know, it has that sort of Coen Brothers, like the convoluted kind of plot stuff and a lot of characters that have all these like weird intertwinings. Um, and then it has that thing like we were talking about where it's sort of like gangster movie best of mm-hmm. where, where it has like all the kind of tropes of gangster movies and stuff. But it does it all in such an interesting way and in a very, you know, sort of Coen Brothers-esque, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Their, their own kind of way that you can't just sort of copy, that it, it sort of makes it feel very original, even though everything that's sort of in it is kind of not. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they literally just kind of borrowed, like, everything from other things. Like, there's even, like, bits of dialogue straight from, like, the, the, the Dashiell Hammett books and stuff like that. Um, but they put it all together in such a unique way that it makes it original, even yeah. though I, you know, I guess it's kind of, I think, well, they did sort of like what Tarantino kind of yeah, did yeah. later where, That's actually, you yeah. know, it's like a lot of his stuff was, you know, very closely based off of his influences, but you know, he still kind of is considered quite original because of how he puts it together and how mm. he kind of makes well, it happen. It, even being that this is an early film, so much of it has like, that Coen Brothers oh, yeah. touch. Well, if like, you watch, there it, are slight twists in the oh, yeah. plot. Well, that's that, always that been. I think that's just built like, in. They would not work in like a, if this was just like a standard gangster film. Like yeah. none of that would work. No. Or like uh, my my personal like uh, favorite like sort of Coen touch to this is all the gunfighting scenes 
are just nonsense. Completely over They're the just, top. The first one that happens when they raid that 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 uh, that place the first time, yeah. like there, a shot fires out. Suddenly, all the cops are just shooting in the air, and the guns are just shooting like like red and pink smoke, and it's just it's just so much bullet fire. And then there's later where they do that raid on the on the speakeasy, and there's like one guy in the speakeasy shooting out of the speakeasy, the one that they bomb. Yeah, and then there's like thirty guys shooting into it, and they've got like a like a uh, like a machine gun, and well, it's just and then I mean, it like does this yeah. side side shot down the street where like the two guys are being two forces are basically shooting each other from like ten feet away, and it's just and it just goes on and on and on. It's just it's well, it's want, like comedic. It's well, hilarious. You want on and on. It's... <laughs> oh, and he shoots the guy in the window. Well, it's <laughs> the whole scene where they try to assassinate Leo, Leo. and first of all. <laughs> possibly the most <laughs> ultimate badass scene yeah, of yeah, like yeah. ever in a movie like right there in that scene because you know you see some of the stuff earlier where leo's kind of seems very where he's like very sensitive mm-hmm. and very kind of like you know the conversations with him and tom where yep. he, he seems almost a bit for considering he's the boss he seems kind of almost meek yeah, yeah in the no. face of like tom mm. you know telling him he's wrong and things like that mm. And then you get to that scene when they try to when they send the guys to try to assassinate him, and you're like, "Oh, that's <laughs> why Leo's the boss, yeah, yeah. because he's like a thousand times more badass than yeah. anybody to a yeah. completely absurd level." He's a, he's very much the the walk softly, yeah. big stick. So kind like of literally, he's yeah. he's lying on his bed, <laughs> listening to music, like blaring yeah, music, just, just reading the reading the paper, and and two guys with like Tommy guns. Come into the house. They kill the downstairs like the guard blur, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. They come in the house. They go up the stairs. He hears them somehow. Yeah, or realizes they're well, there. Well, he sees the he sees the because when they kill the guy, yeah, um, he drops his cigar. Right, right. And so it sets fire to the. It knocks yeah. over the, the waste bin. Right, right. This, he sees the smoke that's why come the, up through the because right, uh, that's why the house the, is on fire. Yeah. So he jumps under the bed, gets his pistol out. Yeah. When the guys come in, shoots them in like the feet yeah. or like legs. Yeah, yeah. And well, oh. the one guy takes his Tommy gun, shoots him in the feet till he hits the ground, then shoots him in the head. Oh, right, in the yeah. head. Thank you. <laughs> takes and his Tommy. Takes his Tommy gun because the other guys retreated back and, out of the room, and yeah. then just goes on this like rampage where he, well, he jumps at the window. Yeah, and... yeah. He like jumps out the window, <laughs> and then he waits for the oh, guy to be in the window in, in his pajamas, shoots like Roman pajamas, of course, barefoot. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. and then he shoots the guy for like thirty seconds straight <laughs> just, with a Tommy gun. Just like hilarious. And then and then he shoots up the car, and then he shoots up the car. Yeah. The car just goes by. The Crash. car tries to shoot him. The car smashes. He like shoots up the car, Fire smashes one. into the the tree, blows up. Yeah. And he's still like just. I mean, he must have. Sh- he shoots like thousands of rounds from that Tommy gun. Like, there's no. It makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would never be able to. There's have no that bullet much count. Ammunition. That. There's no bullet count in this movie. It is hilarious. No, yeah, it's yeah. completely absurd. And then there's like, well, as you pointed out, when he shoots the guy in the window, and he just like shoots him for like thirty seconds. And the guy's, and the guy's just, just like, dancing, dancing around and firing his, his Tommy gun off and, and shooting it, everything it cuts in the, the chandelier down. Yeah, it's like <laughs> shooting all these holes in the. It's completely ridiculous. It, it, is, it is. It's. It's. It's almost like. It's almost too too ridiculous. Oh, it is. oh, I know. Like, like considering it is, to like, some degree, no, th- but this, this isn't like a hard drama movie. And like if you see if you saw it, at the it's time, a fairly light movie. Sorry. But this is even like above yeah, and beyond. Absolutely. And there's yeah. a couple of little things like that in yeah. it. And if you saw it at the time, I'm sure it would have been like what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in retrospect, having seen many many other oh, Coen yeah. Brothers films after that, mm-hmm. 
It's very Coen Brothers. Yeah. It's just they throw in these absurd things, and it somehow works because it's that's yeah. what they do. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's um, they're, they're, it's almost like um. Uh, making sure you're still paying attention, kind yeah. of thing. You yeah, know? <laughs> like it's completely insane. Yeah, but, yeah, but it works. It's, yeah, for me. it's good. Yeah, it's I've good. never really had a problem with no, it. No, no, no. It maybe it's goes great. on a little long, but mm-hmm. long movie. Like considering this movie is very talky. Like yeah. there is boatloads of dialogue. And although, this is a full two hours. Yeah, it's just uh, a little, little bit under. Yeah, yeah, a little bit under, like one fifty six yeah. or something like for, that. Considering, but miles of dialogue. Yeah, I mean this movie's mostly dialogue. Yeah, uh, there's the only, like you said, there's a few gun sh- considering sh- fight considering scenes and stuff like, like that. How but... convoluted the plot is, it is actually very. It's quite tightly mm. plotted. Like um, there isn't a lot of just like scenes of just like there isn't a lot of fat. Like most of the no. scenes directly in some way mm. move things along. You know, in yeah, some it, cases they add more. There, co- really, there really isn't anything like but, oh, like there's a, like a plot line that goes nowhere yeah. or anything like that. Like everything in in that way, like, like all the everything serves a purpose. Yeah, like there's not you, there's not a lot of scenes that are like just straight up like character building scenes. Yeah. Most of the character building is done at the same time that the mm. plot is is building. Mm. You know, like it's all kind of done together. Yeah, and they, I mean, they do it great. Like you get. They, they they I mean they more or less are basically dropping you into a situation that is kind of already like in progress yeah. and you are very quickly caught up to speed on what like what type of characters these people are yeah um and it's odd because even though like Gabriel <laughs> Byrne is really despicable for the yeah, most well, part well that's the thing like for the most part <laughs> Gabriel Byrne is the main character but clearly not a good guy yeah. there's kind of no good guys but at the same time, like, it, like a lot of gangster movies that aren't um, kind of uh, like, like goofy. Uh, like, there's no like real bad guy, bad guy. Um, no, it's it's I like mean, it's it's no. kind of just a bunch of like more or less very like typical self in very typical Cohen yeah, fashion. So, yeah, yeah. It, there's not. I mean, they the often pe- they're, they're people. They They're often, not characters yeah, they like they a lot of times in movies. Of, yeah. yeah, and they often do that sort of thing where, like, mm-hmm. they there isn't sort of distinct good guy or distinct villain. It's it's just it's a bunch of different people that have agendas mm-hmm. that they're working towards, and you know someone has to get the upper hand. Um, just thought of another uh, kind of like goofy. St- series of scenes that happens in this they're 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 brief but they're very like they quickly bring you out of like whatever tension uh, like they they're they're good they're tension breakers is all the scenes with uh john polito's son yeah like it's it's like it's, he's like the fat kid from Willy wonka just shows up periodically in this film and you're just like what is going on? Because it's the tone is so different no. than like everything that leads up to it. It just immediately like, oh, we were getting too dramatic. We need to like break this and up it, a and little. And it gets really weird when there's that scene uh, with where he's uh, talking to Tom, and the kid comes in like during that scene. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's basically like doing both at the same time. Same time. time. You know, yeah, they're having like the serious plot related stuff mm-hmm. of him his conversation with tom and then the interactions with the kid like at the same time and it's just like 
it's it's like, yeah it's what, real what weird yeah, yeah 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 it's very weird it's uh it's 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 almost like um i mean i guess these guys a lot of their stuff like that it's like a it's a like a very like well-written like precursor to some of like kind of the the that sort of like say the word like like the hipster comedy that we get a lot now like where it's just kind of like weird for no reason this is weird with a reason like well i, like I don't know it, if there's a reason or well not, in terms of, i mean like it's it, what they do it helps, and they do it well it helps so. break up what yeah. could be like if you took all the kind of like if this movie was made by somebody else hmm. and didn't have all that the like, coen brothers touch it probably actually would be pretty boring yeah, and like the characters wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, it would it would it would be it would be like uh, a valiant effort, mm-hmm. but ultimately not an enjoyable film. I agree. And their their touches, and it's not even like the absurd stuff, like the gunfights and the the, no, the, 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 the the his son and stuff like that. It's uh just it's... all the little minor things on how they make characters behave certain ways, mm-hmm. um, make them much more. They're well, and I, I mean, guess cliche to say like they're they're more interesting than um the 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 basic like their behavior and their plot like show. Yeah. Well, I mean they're very good writers. They they have yeah. their dialogue is excellent in mm-hmm. terms of establishing, you know, characters and just um creating interactions that would be normally very just whatever, like very sort of cliche and then but like making them interesting by mm. the way that people talk and yeah. whatnot, and like the choice of words and you know using odd slang and things like that. Um, the the um, the acting is really really good. Mm-hmm. They're all all the main performances are yeah they're super are good. like excellent excellent. Um, I think, especially as you said earlier, John Polito, I definitely would single out. Yeah, as being particularly good. Um, well, he's definitely probably like next to Gabriel Byrne, like the character you probably see the most. Yeah, him and Leo, and but like you see him a lot. Albert Finney is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gabriel Byrne, I think, is good considering like it's kind of an understated performance. Yeah. Like he's very, well, he's a very, he, um, he's very calm. You know, the reason why in like, you always like the, when they show like, Oh, the Oscar scene in movies. And it's like the scene yeah. where it shows like, Oh, look how great the acting was in this. And it's always people like, like yelling and, and being very like emotional and dramatic and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. But I mean, there, that's fine. And if that's done well, that's great. Yeah. But, it's in some ways it's almost harder to be a more understated, more quiet performance and yeah, make, yeah, and make sure, it a good sure. performance. So I think that's definitely, you know, the type of performance that Gabriel Byrne had. And I thought he did a great job, um, which, which I think is good. Cause mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, had, had you seen this before? Or? I've seen it once before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, um, this is one of those ones uh, that like, maybe like 10 years ago i like always keeps like a scale like always was escaping me and i just never got around to seeing it yeah. it was like great to and it like, was same for me at the time um but it, the opportunity to see it finally mm-hmm. came up and i was like yep i'll i'll watch it and i did and i was like this is this is amazing. yeah it's real uh another thing um to note is um the cinematography is really really nice mm-hmm. um like the look and all the shots and everything is really impeccable um the uh considering like this movie did not have like a tremendously huge budget 
again, the Coen brothers were they yeah, weren't was, like but, big guys at, at the time. The the set production on this was tremendous. Yeah, it was uh, somewhere between um, like ten and fifteen million. Yeah, um, no one really knows for sure because um, the Coens have always had claimed it on the lower end, and yeah. some other sources have claimed on the higher end. Um, was so, it, a, it wasn't a huge box office success. No, it was it, critically well received. It was a bit it, of a failure. Yeah, but it, it, it got. It, well, it got basically buried by like Goodfellas came out that year, and that was the only gangster movie anybody was talking that's about. That's brutal. So it, it was. Like, a it timing. didn't come out like a year before, oh, a year yeah. later. Oh, or no, whatever. definitely. Oh. It was a timing. It was a timing thing. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I like Goodfellas. Yeah, I'd probably recommend this over Goodfellas. Oh yeah, I would too. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. You know, like I, Goodfellas I, is I a good film, yeah. but yeah, but I, I this, is, this is this is this is a more enjoyable film to watch. Yeah, I think yeah. this is better. I think that the, the the acting, like basically, the acting, the writing, the cinematography, and the music is phenomenal in this. Uh, it's Carter Burl, who normally does pretty much all the Coen Brothers stuff, mm-hmm. kind of really uh, outdid himself on this one. It's it's got one of the best music scores, um, and those are kind of the main points that I would say were just really yeah. put it like really really up there it's it's great stuff it's great stuff and uh yeah no it's it's one of those just it's like yeah, just I, one of those like sort of top to bottom like, yeah there's i could no reason like unless you don't like gangster films yeah a, a, well i know, mean i could see i can't see why you i can see be people, some people being put off a little bit by some of the more over the top like absurd moments where it kind of goes a little bit crazy if you're not used to kind of some of the later Coen Brothers stuff where that's kind of the norm, um, that I could see some people being a bit turned off by some of those bits, but those are small enough that I don't think they really, yeah, yeah. they don't really bring down the overall. Especially if like, you know, like you've seen other Coen Brothers films. Yeah. And you're, that's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, if you're like not sort of yeah. familiar with that and, or it's something that you're not really into, I can sort of see a little bit of, you know, like if someone saw like a Wes Anderson movie and without really knowing anything about Wes Anderson movies, they might be like, what is this? You know? Um, but if, if you know the style, then it, you know, it, it's very recognizable and I don't really see how you could have a problem with any of it. You know, definitely they, they've had their, their share of, I'm not every, they've had a few amazing, that, though. that didn't work as mm-hmm. well, you know, um, they've had their ups and downs, but most of them are generally good. And, and I mean, all the ones that are kind of considered sort of classic at this point are all, all really good, obviously. Yeah. There's a reason why they've stood the test of time, and this is definitely mm-hmm. one of them. So, uh, I think uh, they, after seeing their most recent one, uh, Hail Caesar, mm-hmm. they are... I, a, I haven't seen that yet. They're on a precipice, and it's not necessarily a bad precipice, depending on how. But they're getting to that um, point where how some directors and writers can get where, like, sort of the they're almost like in the the Wes Anderson field of like in danger of maybe making films for only people that like their films, like because. Everybody knows what to expect from a Coen Brothers film that's seen a yeah. Coen Brothers film, and they're they're so tightly 
they seem to be more and more as the films have come out in the, you know in the last decade um they're i don't say relying on but they're using kind of like the tropes of their own their own tropes a lot more and more and more and yeah i, I i'm hoping like 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 i i enjoyed hail caesar but mm-hmm. It definitely like didn't hold up as well as some of the like yeah. the previous stuff, I, and I and I'm I'm hoping they don't because it's one of those like they they only stick to like what they really want to do, yeah. and they don't do the like oh well people expect certain things from us because of what we've done before, and I I don't think they're in danger of that, no. but it's the kind of thing that can just inadvertently happen. I don't, and think... you end up with like. Like 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 Wes Anderson films where it's like, well, if you don't like Wes Anderson films and you haven't seen a bunch of Wes Anderson films now, just watching the most recent one will just seem like nonsense to you. Yeah. And and I hope they, that doesn't but happen. I think that no, I, I being don't that they're a little more broad in their like yeah, genre I don't and think their it style. Will because I'm hoping I'm I hoping they're. I don't think it will because know. I think that they make films based on like they're always true to themselves. Um, their films come out the way they do. I don't think it's a calculated thing of like we have to put in these little touches that make it a Coen Brothers film. I think it just comes it's naturally. Just their style. To them. I think it just then, comes naturally yeah. to them. I think it's just mm. that they make a movie and that's yeah. the way it comes out. Yeah. Um, I don't think they consciously try to try to make yeah. things uh, like a Coen Brothers movie because mm-hmm. they are the Coen Brothers. So they just mm-hmm. it's just what comes naturally to them. I think. Um, I also think that because they cover such a wide range of like types of movies that they do they they do things you know well it keeps uh like just by changing genres i mean they do a lot of like period pieces but they they do occasionally do modern stuff as well um so you know even Mm. that they change up um you know and they do comedies and you know a a lot of their stuff more recently has been leaning more in the comedy direction um but even the comedies always have some like vein of drama they're not or... they're not like the like haha comedies though they're like i mean i it... mean they've done straight up comedies oh, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. i mean i would definitely say like the big lebowski, lebowski is yeah. like pretty much but in in terms of couldn't like, really be any more of a comedy. The genre of comedy the big lebowski is not just like a bunch of jokes no like you know and like but that's but, that's a style of comedy yeah that but i mean they're... it's clearly a comedy and then but like other stuff has a lot mm-hmm. of comedic sort of lean Mm -hmm. while maybe also being other genres as well um but i i just feel like they they because they do something like a different kind of thing all the time i think that'll keep it from huh yeah what no 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 (laughs) i think that'll keep it from sort of ever really being like falling into that trap um so i don't really think that's a uh, a big danger. Yeah. I think that they will just continue as they have done. That you know, once in a while they'll put out one that you know isn't quite as good as other ones. Mm-hmm. That's normal. That happens, uh, especially as prolific as they are. Yeah. Well, because also they're involved in so much stuff that isn't say quote unquote a Coen Brothers yeah. film. Yeah, they do. So, they yeah. do a lot of like writing, and writing producing and stuff, for you know, other you know. for other. Projects. And you can see that even in those films, like you know certain films were like oh they didn't like direct or anything yeah but because they had such a hand in writing it's like it more or less feels just like a coen brothers film because you know when they wrote this stuff they wrote it so well like it, it was yeah. just that was kind of just what it was stuck to yeah but know? it's interesting sometimes to see things that they that they write and the other people direct and it mm-hmm. and it's like 
well, like other people's interpretations of their yeah, yeah. because it's this it's their material, but mm. it's it's interpreted in such a different yeah. way than they would yeah. themselves. Yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna change so much from director to director. Because some yeah. directors are definitely gonna be like, well, I have my my thoughts on this, and others yeah. are gonna be like, well, this is Coen Brothers stuff. I'm not gonna mess with this, yeah. and so you get that back and forth. Yeah, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, so yeah, Mel's Cross. I'm super glad I saw this finally. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was nice to watch it again after a long time. So I think I think there's only I think I only have one. Time. I think I only have one Coen Brothers film that I haven't seen yet. So, so that's good. Like, that's like, impressive. Yeah, quote unquote Coen Brothers. That's film, probably so. that's a lot better than I'm doing. Yeah, but uh, I've seen most of the recent ones and stuff like that. That's the so, thing. Yeah. Is I've seen most of the older ones, yeah. and not so much of the recent ones. Yeah. So, uh, I am, but uh, definitely, yeah, two thumbs up. W- would recommend. Yeah. Um, absolutely but uh it's, it's, uh and i like gangster movies too so but yeah like yeah. it's like that period of of you know it's it is one of those like we don't get a lot of films in that era usually they're good like you don't get too many times they're a bit um mediocre though like, yeah because yeah, it's a it's it's sort of a genre that's almost a little too easy in a way because you can you, well there's just so many cliches that you yeah, can just yeah, throw yeah, in can, there uh, and it's just like it, it can be very paint by numbers yes yeah yeah, yeah. um so well and, and usually what that is is and, the, and just, that's and i'm speaking, it's just like they'll just like well the godfather did it this way so yeah. we'll do it that way and i'm or speaking most some other famous film and they just follow the beats exactly yeah. and i'm speaking mostly of more recent yeah. ones because of course older ones we either forget about them or if they continue to be talked about and remembered, it's probably because they were really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like generally the yeah. ones, the ones that are the mediocre ones are just forgotten about. So, yeah. you know, I, um, I think that with the older ones, you know, any of the ones that still get talked about are probably the really good ones. Yeah. So I think m- more recently there's been some that are maybe a little more questionable because they haven't really stood the test of time yet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see in like, you know, five, 10 years, how they, we'll yeah, see how, they how we'll up. see how ones from like the last few years, mm-hmm. uh, if any of them kind of last. So, um, I, I mean, I, there hasn't, I guess that's one of those. There hasn't been a ton. I think probably was the last one I saw was probably, um, well, gangster squad. Yeah. And I was still like, 2013 2014 so you know that's still a couple of years ago it's it's again not like westerns not a genre where you just get one every year you know um but uh but yeah awesome did you see uh sam raimi's cameo yeah yeah I, the the he's black... uh, credited as like um snickering gangster no <laughs> snickering gunman or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no there's there was there was a lot of just so much like good like little things like when when um the big guy the enforcer guy goes to he's gonna rough him up and then uh, rough oh, yeah, up yeah. uh 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 Gabriel Bryan's character yeah and Gabriel Bryan goes Mike to take his jacket character. off and then he grabs a chair and hits him in the yeah. face with a chair and like breaks the guy's nose and the guy just like what did you do that for yeah. and then just like leaves and then he comes back with another guy but it's just like oh that's not how I expected yeah, yeah, that yeah. to go like you know, like it was just you know the end result of that scene was yeah. more or less the same. But Jesus, the, Tom, the pros, yeah, Jesus, Tom, what? Yeah, yeah. That, that's like a common. Like, yeah, it's, it's like the drinking game is like how many times people say like something like something that. like Jesus, Tom, Jesus, Tom. Yeah, they say that or that, some variation. That's on the, it. that's the quite idea. a few times. Many different characters say something that's like it. that. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen enough gangster films to do a top five. Uh, oh, easily. 
Yeah, you think? Yeah, you're just not thinking of them. Yeah, pro- probably. If I looked at a list, I'd probably be oh, like, oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. But, uh, but uh, yeah, maybe the future. Um, the future. The future, yeah. But uh, Future events such as these will affect you in the future. future. <laughs> Son of a... Um, speaking of the future, mm-hmm. uh, next week's episode, Yeah, uh, we're going to be doing Krampus. Yeah, it's the last episode for Christmas. So. Yeah, so uh, doing a Christmas. Cri- Christmas. I'm making air quotes here. Christmas movie. It is. It's uh, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it's about Christmas. Um, you know, you know a lot about that movie. I know this is ultra about it. Uh, I know that the only thing I really know is that it's <coughs> a Christmas horror movie. Yeah. That's like, it's it's Christmas positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's about Christmas being a good thing and how you should like, you know, honor it. Be cool Christmas. as opposed to sort of um you know a lot of sort of uh holiday themed horror movies where they're kind of like oh something horrible happens on the holiday and now yeah. like that holiday's ruined yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's like this this is more like like you know have a good christmas or else kind of kind of thing um and the only other sort of real thing i know is it's done by the guy who did trick-or-treat Oh, which right, I right. loved. Yeah, um, so, we watched that a couple of years back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, what the little like the now. little like kid with the the bag head, pumpkin head kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, it's yeah. not really kid, but yeah, yeah. Like whatever, he whatever is. he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's like a spirit of yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah. kind of. But yeah, yeah that was yeah, good. that was a good trick or treat where it's that it, it uh, comes from that um, it's like the anthology. I want to say like um, it's an anthology uh, film that um, is all all the stories happen simultaneously yeah, on the yeah. same Halloween night. Yeah. So there is some crossover between the stories, but they're also mm. kind of independent Comes stories. from the, uh, I would say like the, the, the creep show family of like yeah. kind of horror where it's like sort of scary, sort of yeah. like, oh, like, yeah. oh, like, like, like a little bit like maybe gory or bloody, but like overall is like not like you can not show serious. it. On, you yeah. can show it on TV almost, like to like almost kind of like it's not. It doesn't take it. Yeah, it's not serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, a that it's entertaining. But. Yeah, fun horror movie versus yeah. you know yeah yeah. But but I just I thought what was interesting about it was that you know first of all you so rarely get anthology films, mm-hmm. um, and but the idea of the twist of it being that it's not just an anthology like a la creep show type mm. of thing, but that it's an anthology where all the stories take place on the same night mm. at the same time. So there's some crossover, mm-hmm. um, but they're still distinct stories like that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I can't remember um, his name right now, but it's the same guy who did that, did Krampus. So, and it's not anthology based. I think it's just like a straight. Story. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. one story all the way through, but, but yeah, I just thought, just it'd be interesting and it's something a little different you know yeah we went hard on like the sort of traditional christmas stuff last year michael doherty michael doherty thank you uh we went hard on the the traditional christmas stuff last year we did a top five christmas films Mm -hmm. we did the scrooged uh commentary episode um yeah we went deep it was our first year we went deep in the christmas hole well i mean we kind of did that about everything because we didn't know if there would be another a second year you know or, you know, I mean, we kind of knew, like, yeah, we were just going to keep doing it as long as we wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, and we knew there was lots to, to, to talk about. But um, we didn't assume that we would yeah. have a second year. We just kind of did everything, you know, uh, according to yeah. 
Like, what well, we this is the first opportunity we have to do it. It might be yeah. the last, so let's yeah, just do it. Yeah, we just did it. everything kind of 100%. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we always knew that, you know, mm. we could quite easily continue on. We yeah. just – we didn't necessarily plan for it one way or the other. Right. So yeah. – but we're here. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so we got to do uh, something Christmas-based. Some, yeah, we've got some, some Christmas for next week. All right. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so oh. Miller's Crossing – Right, no crossing. Thumbs up, definitely. Two thumbs up, definitely. Yeah, it's it, it's excellent film. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it actually just probably like watching it again because, like, it's that it's that type of thing where I'd seen it once, and it was about ten years ago. So it's the kind of thing where I didn't remember much except for certain bits and pieces that were like really memorable, like the like the attempt on on Liv's life and how crazy that gets, and and certain things like that. But it's the kind of thing that, like, once you start watching it, and then mm. it's like, oh, right, there's this this bit, and then this bit, and then this bit. Okay, I remember all this. Um, it's it's You sort of remember it once you start seeing it, but um, I didn't really remember much of it independently, like, of that prior to seeing it again. So that was kind of cool. Uh, definitely of, like, sort of the uh, podcast assignment films that we've done in the last while, like this is one of the best ones. It's really good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. Oh, uh, funny little thing. Okay, uh, something I didn't know prior to watching it this time uh, is um, in the scene where uh, Tom walks into like the that sort of like ladies' room thing with oh, all, yeah. all the ladies like it's like they're, they're they're it's the dressing room for the yeah for the, um, the, 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 the he, before they do go girls go out and do the show yeah when he when he goes in there to 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 talk to um verna mm-hmm. uh and all all the ladies and stuff are all like oh you know like, freaking out because it's not supposed to be like a dude walking back there yeah um there's uh the the attendant lady the like old attendant lady that's like in kind of almost Looks like sort of almost like a like a maid oh, outfit. Okay. Um, it's like like a black and white sort of maid outfit, yeah. and, and she's like the old lady, like the sort of middle aged lady that's like the attendant lady for the for the, the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, played by Albert Finney in in drag as like an extra little cameo. Jeez, wow! <laughs> and what's funny is is that I saw that on like the sort of trivia thing prior to getting to that scene, uh, and. I was like, what? That's... That sounds like nonsense. That's yeah. not, That's gotta be nonsense. And then, like, I saw it, and it's like, it goes by quick. Yeah. But... Yeah, I didn't even notice. If yeah. you really look, you could totally recognize that it's him. Like, <laughs> that's you, awesome. you gotta really be looking. That's awesome. You gotta really be looking, but... It's clearly... It's clearly... But it definitely right. is. That's awesome. It definitely is. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a random thing. Like, why even do that? Like, there's no... That's so random, but... It's it works. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah. Again, that kind of thing you're not going to get in your standard gangster film. <laughs> no. No. Well, yeah. but yeah. Well, most gangster films are usually a lot more serious. Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> I, I feel like it's the kind of thing that he definitely would be game for, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably his idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. It's just silliness. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah yeah no so uh, we have no watching. Middle bit. Miller's Crotching. Miller's Crotching. Miller's Crotching. Miller's Crossing. Yeah, go if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, it's 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 real good. It's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening this week. Mm-hmm. 
we'll see you next week for Krampus. Uh, till that then. Sounds so weird. Krampus. See you next week for Krampus. Yeah. It kind of sounds like a holiday in and of itself. Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like Festivus or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Krampus is coming up. Yeah. I'll be ready for Krampus. So December 20th, it's Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, till then, cheers. Bye bye.